<clears throat> and we're live. Good evening, YouTube. We're not on Facebook because I'm in Facebook jail. Because <laughs> uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, apparently, it's illegal you, yeah. uh, for you to say that people that make fun of those who struggle with the English language um, are stupid, uh, and that gets you uh, that gets you thrown in Facebook jail for hate crimes. I don't think it's any one particular thing you do. I think it's the, the, your body of work. Collectively. Well, here's what's here, listen. Here's what's funny about it is <clears throat> I got a notification that I could go to the oversight board. Well, here you can you can take your complaint. You know you can appeal it to the oversight board. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, next. And and it goes uh, well. Here, just uh, fill this out and 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 write a summary. And so I and I said. <clears throat> People who disparage and discriminate against those who struggle with English and make fun of them for their nature, for their country of origin, are idiots. And I should be able to say so. And I submitted it. You know, that's because I'm making a truthful statement. If you make fun, if you if you disparage someone because of their ability to speak English, you're an idiot. And then I got a reply that said, well, we're too busy to look at your comment right now. So uh, sorry about that. But going forward, we'll use your input to help us out. No, you, no, you won't. Yeah, yeah. You absolutely mm. won't do that. So, well, uh, I have to be honest with you. I'm surprised that we haven't been, um, you know, uh, we've admonished been before. You know, we've we've our, been pretty tame. Um, yeah, I I, yeah. I don't know. I'm assuming that the that the uh, Buckingham Palace doesn't monitor our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get, we we hit a hundred thousand. They might start looking. Yeah. Uh, but right now we just we're we're almost up to six thousand right now. So you know, mark that down. Uh, we've had a lot of growth in the last three or four three or four weeks. Um. So. Uh, so I went on the road last week. I'll, yeah, you uh, did. I'll yeah, have did. a report for you. Full, full report. <clears throat> full report. Now I need <clears throat> y'all's help. I would like to simultaneously. And I figured out the technicals about it. I would like to also do TikTok Live while we're doing YouTube Live. But in order to do that, El Jefe has to have a thousand followers. Who? So I need, I don't care if you have a TikTok account, you need to go over to TikTok and make one just for no other reason. That you can go to the account LWL underscore zero zero one. And follow him, and y'all, y'all could, y'all don't have to ever do anything other than follow each other. But I need him to get a thousand followers so we can go live on TikTok. So I need y'all to run over there and make that happen. Yeah. Uh, well, don't, don't don't worry about me filling up your mailbox, okay? That ain't gonna happen. So right. <clears throat> but now yeah. remember, LWL zero zero one. Okay. Remember underscore. that underscore LWL zero. underscore. There's zero only zero. there's only one. Okay. <clears throat> There's only um, one. Anything else is a cheap imitation, okay? So, uh, hey, let's uh, let's shout out to Pittsburgh Power, okay? After all, they do pay the bills here. So, uh. go ahead and do that. Well, I'm gonna have a drink. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, we are sponsored by Pittsburgh Power. Um, they are obviously um, diesel performance shop, um, Cummins shop, Detroit shop. Um, 
and uh, we've I've been using their products in 2009, um, primarily the OPS products, and uh, as well as their uh, Detroit modification stuff. Like we use their their um, crankshaft balancer, uh, manifold. Um, I think we've only got the man. Well, we put. I think Rocky bought one for his truck. And and then and, and also Zeke. Zeke's got one. And Kelly. And Kelly, Kelly has one as well. Yeah. And then of course the fleet air filter and the and the um the muffler. So um and then of course you guys that are running um emission stuff um really ought to be using the max mileage fuel borne catalyst to keep the soot and whatnot out of your engine. So we are um we are distributors for those products, OPS and and max mileage. We do stock them in West Virginia, and you can run by the TA there in Hurricane, and Chris will come down and meet you and supply you with these things. We can ship it to you. Um, the performance products, you'll have to call. We don't carry those, but call Pittsburgh Power. Tell them about, you know, where you heard about them and that you um, appreciate them sponsoring the podcast. And um, we will continue to hopefully have a relationship with them and Keep uh, keep doing this thing. We're coming up on. We started the sponsorship in March, Chris. So we're coming up on a year. So, oh, wow. But anyway, we appreciate Pittsburgh Power and what they do, and and um, and I can I use their like I say we've been using their products and so on. We we get you know since we've gotten so famous on TikTok and all the keyboard warriors out there, you know now everybody's like, oh yeah, well that's why you sponsor Pittsburgh Power. That you use all their shit. But that, that's not that's exactly not true. If you listen to our early episodes, I've, I've <laughs> we 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 started our relationship with Pittsburgh Power on a monetary basis in March of this year. So uh, and it only happened because we talked about them anyway, and so they figured they might as well start paying us for it. So, but anyway, um, we appreciate them. And uh, like Chris said, he's been on the road this week, shaking down a truck, making sure we got it ready for. We got a new class starting in January. We've got several new drivers coming in. So we wanted to make sure our trucks were ready for him. So Chris decided he was going to take one a week and shake it down. And so he took one last week and and um, and found a couple of minor things wrong with it. He's going to take one this week, but we didn't have to shake it down very far. As soon as he got into it, we found out the turbo was loose on it. So we, instead of shaking it down on the road and getting him stuck somewhere for Christmas, we decided just to leave it where it was and, and fix it and then maybe take it out in January after the holidays. So. Anyway, that's what uh, that's what's going on here. I'm still getting over the COVID crud. Uh, I don't really feel as bad as I sound. I'm sure. Uh, I still can't shake this. It's like I've got a bad cold, you know, congestion and and. Um, but I'm I'm still a little bit fatigued, and uh, of course, a lot of people would say I've got brain fog all the time. But I I've, I've got a little bit more right now than I normally do. So if I stutter I a little bit. Nothing. Try to, you know, try to help me out a little bit. Try to throw me a word every once in a while if I get stuck in a corner, you know, so. Um. Well, I guess I can start with my <clears throat> my report from the road. Um, <coughs> I had not pulled a load since August of 2021. And when this opportunity to take this truck out, which really started with, Larry and I and Phil, experienced drivers, 
I mean, I can get in a truck and go, oh, boy, that don't, that don't feel right. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't, you know. And I thought, <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm just going to take a truck out. I'm just going to run, run a couple loads. And, and I, I kind of want on two fronts, you know, I wanted to shake this truck down. And I also wanted to uh, a little bit of show y'all how it's done, you know, because we're, we're training and teaching here. And we talk a lot about trip planning and communication. And I thought, okay, well, l- let me just go out and do it. You know, I'll just jump in a truck. Now, the load I booked <coughs> from the shipper to the first receiver, there was seven stops on the, uh, on the route. And the first stop was 823 miles away. And the trailer was supposed to be ready at 8 o'clock Monday morning. The first stop was 8 o'clock Central Time Tuesday morning. Um, so I had 823 miles to cover in 25 hours, and I thought, well, shit, we'll just go ahead and <clears throat> do it to the max. But I worked out my trip plan. I did the math. I got out to BSE 9000. I had a couple of routes to choose from. I picked one. I set up where I wanted to stop, where I wanted to take my brakes, where I wanted to get my fuel. And uh, I rolled into that first stop on the next morning 30 minutes early, I knocked off six deliveries Monday. I had the final delivery Tuesday morning, or I'm sorry, Tuesday, and then the final delivery Wednesday morning in Wichita. And then I went up and picked up my bike haul, which was supposed to load Thursday. I went ahead and loaded it Wednesday, delivered it Friday, and deadheaded to the house. Now, I had, uh, the agent had told me the delivery was at 11 o'clock on Friday and that I could be up to 30 minutes early. And I thought, well, hell. I'm going to be 30 minutes early. So I made the calculations. I left the truck stop. And then the DOT man in Ohio decided that he was going to push my schedule to its absolute limits. <laughs> um, so I got dot with a hazmat load. Uh, so then I'm thinking, all right, well, I, listen, I'm still on time. I'm, 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 my ETA is about two minutes. And I had emailed the agent as soon as I got pulled around back. I said, hey, I just got pulled into the DOT. I'm 28 miles from the receiver. She said, not a problem. I'll let him know. So he gets done with his thing, and I roll out and said, hey, ETA, 1058, good to go. Train stuck on the tracks right in front of my – I was .2 miles from my receiver and sat there for a damn hour. So all of my plans of getting home pretty much got shattered. Um, But, you know, we preach here – There's so much more to being an owner-operator than picking up and delivering loads. You have accounting you have to do. You have communication you have to do. You have, uh, you have planning and forethought things that, that don't matter to your average truck driver, but now they have to matter to you. And I went out, and I had eight different locations on my first load, which means two per. I have arrived. I have departed. I sent 16 emails on that first load. Um, I communicated my ETA to my next agent. I communicated everything along the way. I scanned my receipts as I was supposed to. I verified that they were uploaded and readable, that they weren't some gobbledygook mess that nobody could read. I did it. You know, I went out and I did it just as good as I'd done it ever before. Um... And I can say, yeah, it was easy for me because I built the habits before. It wasn't hard for me to get back in the rhythm. 
And that's what we, we just spend so much time talking about, that if you will make these good practices a habit, then you don't have to think about it. It becomes a priority in your mind, and you cannot be distracted from sending the agent an email. You can't be distracted from scanning your paperwork. You can't be distracted from making sure you've accounted for your fuel because it's just a habit. It's second nature. You don't even think about it. Just, I've got fuel, scan my receipt, write down my mileage, go on to the next thing. Um, and we really have a hard time getting people over that hump well, I'm a truck driver. I'm supposed to pick up and deliver loads. Yes, you are. But you said you wanted to be a business owner. So now you've got to do that. Plus, you've got to do everything else. And that can be tedious. And that can be frustrating. Well, this, um, is, where you, this is where you get the habits of collecting the data. And you know, we talk about knowing your numbers and what all the benefit of the numbers are. But this is the, gr this is the grassroots level of where those numbers come from. And that is in your course of doing business every day, you have to go ahead and get the data points recorded. And that's what you're talking about. You're talking about recording, uh, you know, odometer, you know, doing all these kinds of things that we do, which, which provide us the raw numbers so that then when you sit down to do your bookkeeping and to, to work on your numbers, you now have the entry to do it. Uh, the hardest part of uh, people talk to me all the time about how to get started in accounting. The hardest part is getting yourself trained to collect the data, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, because the last thing you want to do is having to go back and rebuild it, you know, have to go back and go, oh, I got to go find all my fuel tickets. And the, you don't really have to do that. Just just start today and enter and, and, and do all the answers. Save the data. And that's what you're talking about. Incorporate it into your regular routine so that part of what you're doing, you hit the dock, you send the email, you know. And it's just, it's just a matter of getting yourself used to doing the little muscle memory things that collect the data points. And that provides you the valuable information that we're going to use to analyze how you're doing in business. You know, that's how you're going to know whether or not it's how we lower your cost per mile. That's how we do everything is based on those numbers. And this is where those numbers come from. So, and you just proved that it can be done. You know, yeah. I mean, we... People, I think, think that, well, we, it's easy for us to do it because we we're not driving full-time. Well, let me tell you something. I did it every day I drove full-time, okay? I drove almost 4,000 miles a week and did it every day, all right? So I, I, I know it can be done. And then you just went out last week and did and proved it. You know, pretty difficult week. And yet every data point was hit. Every data point was collected. You know, all these things that happened because everybody goes, well, yeah, but, you know, normal stuff, you know, no, look at all the things that happened to you last week that weren't normal, and you still managed to not lose a load, not piss off an agent. You know, everything still worked out the way we wanted to work out, even with all the things that did not go right. So, mm -hmm. can be done. And yeah. uh, I see, um, I see <coughs> all the conversation that takes place. I get an email every time there's a comment on YouTube, and um, it. it it's a good gauge of what people are recognizing, what they're taking in and what they're not, what they're missing and what they're not. Um, you know, we had the guy, Tommy Unfiltered, that had made some response videos. Um, you know, but, and so I pay attention to that stuff because it gives me the feedback that I need 
to kind of know where, okay, well, here, here's where I need to go because this is, this is what people are hearing. Whether, you know, what you say and what someone hears can be very, two very different things. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? <clears throat> so here's something that occurred to me throughout this, this week. Um, I did not try to go out and set the world on fire. Um, the load that popped up was with my dedicated customer that I've had for years. Um, it was window load. It was multi-stop. Um, and I went, oh, hell, I can do that, you know. And so I just called and booked it. And then I looked, and I thought, well, no, no, I'm going to be delivering on Tuesday and Wednesday. And I thought, okay, well, let's not get crazy. So I looked for a load picking up on Thursday, found one with another one of our dedicated agents that we interviewed on this very podcast. Um, and it was just a load coming back to Cincinnati. So it wasn't big money. It wasn't, you know, <clears throat> it was not meant to set the world on fire. Well, in one of the response videos or somewhere along there, I had commented uh, when we when we did the story of Zeke's truck, that it had done three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars to the truck, that generated about four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, give or take, in you know gross money to get past the Landstar um, percentage. And <clears throat> I said, look, we we did that, and do I think we're going to do that in twenty twenty three? Um, no, but, uh, will we do that in, will, can I do 350,000? I thought, well, yeah, easy. Um, and, and the response was, I just don't see how you could do $350,000 gross in 20, look at these rates. Well, okay. This run that I did, these two loads, was $5,924.72 gross revenue. You know what happens if you do that 50 weeks? You make $296,200 gross. Well, <clears throat> if I put one more $1,500 load in there, which was very, very doable, um, that's another $65,000 gross. So using the BSE 9000, that's $361,200 gross on about 2,300 miles, all miles, in this market exactly as it is today. I didn't break a sweat. I mean, I hustled a little bit that first day. Obviously, I had to cover 823 miles in 25 hours. I, was, I stayed after it, you know. I didn't stop a lot. But that's not much work. <clears throat> I mean, it's just not that. And had I wanted to keep going and run another weekend load, well, I could have run another $1,500 load in there, which would have been another $65,000 going back to the BSC 9000. Oh, my gosh, that's $426,200 in this market with these rates. Well, here here's real here real numbers, Chris. Okay, now we've got, I've got through three weeks to go, um, you know, in the in the in the year, I'm 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 not caught up to, well, we got three weeks left in the year. Mm -hmm. Every truck that we had that operated all year long, and by mean all year long, I mean that they it started in January. It didn't like I'm looking here. Most trucks taken off four or five weeks in the course of a year, but every truck that we've had that's operated all year long is going to exceed three hundred fifty thousand dollars in revenue. 
every trip. <clears throat> so it's not like it's hard to do or it's one out of ten or, you know, it's, you know, for us, every truck that, uh, that has operated all year long is going to exceed $350,000 in gross revenue. <clears throat> That's fascinating. I'm seeing in, a couple in 2022 of, with rates the way they are, mm-hmm. you know, with fuel the price it is, and and so I mean it's, it's not like it's hard to do. We we we've we've done it, you know. Uh, did we do, did we do what we thought we were going to do? Well, no. We had hoped to do, you know, um, what we did last year, but obviously, who knew, you know? Right. Uh, but we're we're right now we're sitting on about 83 percent of what we would have done had, had it been last year. <clears throat> so uh, I'll take 83%, you know, well, yeah. in, a, in a year like 2022. Um, so it's, uh, and this is a, this is a, you know, this is a tribute to both the drivers and of course you and Seth and, and Phil, the guys who, who, who do our load selection and who, and who, uh, you know, uh, schedule our loads and, 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 and run our, fl- run the fleet. So it's, again, it's, we're not, telling people to do something that we don't do and we we've done it every day you know this year um so and at three hundred and fifty thousand dollars you know you 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 can be profitable you know we're i don't i don't have the fleet well i could get it here in a few minutes but i'm going to guess that our that our fuel as percentage of revenue is probably going to be in the low 20s you know mm-hmm. um and uh you know, and that's that's with fuel being five dollars a gallon half the year. You know, so yeah, it's still profitable at three hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know, uh, well, there's a couple other things that I thought about. <clears throat> yeah, but the one thing that I love about driving, as opposed to sitting in this room, uh, and and <clears throat> part of the decision to go out on the road, I think, was a little bit of that, because I don't get to listen to audiobooks anymore. I don't, I don't get to listen to podcasts, you know, because I can try. I've tried a couple times to turn on No Agenda or something, and then the phone rings, you know, and I get distracted from it. And, and But it also, when you're sitting there behind the wheel, it just gives you time to think without all the distractions. And <clears throat> there's been a lot of hate and discontent in the various comment sections, um, especially from butthurt people that have their own authority when I say, that I would rather not have our own authority. I would rather us be at Landstar. Well, how dare you? Landstar sucks and Landstar this and Landstar that and blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, you dipshits do see legitimate problems that exist with Landstar, but you see 1% of Landstar because there's so much that you morons aren't able to see because you're not here, right? We see the direct customers. We see the freight that has rates you could only dream of, but you're too busy with your, you know, we, you're flapping your gums, uh, espousing a bunch of nonsense. It doesn't even, it, it's, you can't even calculate it with a calculator because you're so stupid. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to get Facebook jailed again. Yeah. <clears throat> but <clears throat> let's take that example of Zeke's truck, okay, because it's, it's become this thing. $450,000 gross revenue. We know that the number to the truck was 315000 Here's something that occurred to me this week. All things being equal, I am not confident that I 
with my experience, my knowledge, take everything about me as I am right now today and give me a truck and a trailer with an authority and, and all the access to all the boards. Here's the big question. Could I go out and do $450,000 gross in that exact same time period? Because if you want to compare, if you want to have this projectile measuring contest, okay, between Landstar and having your own authority, I did $450,000 gross revenue in that truck, verifiable from July of 21 to July of 22. So could a truck and a guy with a truck and a trailer and his own authority do the exact same number? Maybe you could. Maybe you couldn't. I don't see very many people willing to open their books and, and let's do an actual comparison. Because if that's true, if you could do $450,000 gross, then we've got something to talk about of Landstar's percentage. But all you want to do is say, oh, well, I'm going to take that number, and that's this number. I don't have to pay that. Yeah, that's true. But you have expenses that we don't. We have benefits that you don't. But this, this, this unhinged, uh, just stupidity where you make, you, you, you make proclamations that don't even make any sense. And, and I wish you would at, at least, I mean, God, it only takes five minutes to understand how the Landstar system works, or any, and, which is not unlike pretty much any other carrier. Any other carrier is going to take a percentage of the rate in exchange for A, B, C, D, whatever. It's just a, it's just a mathematical equation. But I'm 100% convinced that our trucks can do 350000 or better, operated full-time 50 weeks out of the year in 2023. I don't have any trepidation about that. <clears throat> the other big problem that I see in all of these conversations is <clears throat> I, we have calculated that at the height of the fuel, which is coming down now, big time, mm -hmm. our cost per mile to operate a truck is $1.35. Now, when I say that, I assume, which... My eighth-grade science teacher told me what happens when you assume. You make an ass out of you and me. But I assume <coughs> that someone understands what that means. The total cost of everything that we had to do in that amount of time divided by the number of miles is the, is the answer. And then I'll see people say, well, what about taxes? Well, taxes has nothing to do with our cost per mile. Nothing. Because taxes, theft, are based on profit. So when I say, well, the, that truck profited 180, whatever, $180,000, profited, what about taxes? That's not an expense. Taxes are not an expense. By the way, profit is also not an expense. Now you could certainly say, okay, well the cost I'd take to drive my truck is a buck thirty-five or two fifty or whatever, and then I need to make profit on top of that. And you could assign it and say, okay, well now I need three dollars to meet all of my costs and make the profit that I want to, and then you're taxed 
your Ukraine fund is based on how much you have to pay into the Ukraine fund is based on your profit. But, you know, I just, I, how do people not know the damn difference between profit and loss? I, that's, that's the fundamental problem that we're having to face. People don't understand really, really, really basic concepts. And when I try to talk to them in basic concepts, their eyes glaze over, and then they lash out with nonsense because they don't understand basic concepts. It's like we can't speak English. We can't speak the same language because nobody knows what the damn words mean. And that's, you know, that's, that's the frustration that I have. It's, it's just average people are just dumb. Back to Facebook jail for me. Our average fuel cost per mile this week was 52 cents, by the way, fleet average. <clears throat> just a couple of weeks ago, it was, what, 60-something? Well, yeah. I mean, in fuel surcharge is now down to 61 cents, so we're still making a profit on fuel surcharge. <clears throat> Cody <clears throat> says, I'm not with Landstar, but I'm paying 25% to run for someone else solely ba solely because of the contract freight they have makes it better than I could do on my own. Well, Cody, you need to get a Superman tattoo on your chest because common sense is a superpower. <laughs> yeah, but you're giving 25 you You're giving your money away. You, should, you could get all that if you get your own authority. We have not been shy, and and there are corporate people that listen to this podcast, right? It's not like we're hiding under a rock where nobody can see us, okay? But we've not been shy about pointing out that Landstar's got issues, but show me a corporation that doesn't, okay? But when we do the math, it makes no sense. With his business acumen, okay, and his experience as a business person, if anybody could do it, Larry Long could do it, without question. But doesn't it say something to y'all that the 40-some-plus businessman, your businessman says, listen, I've done the math and it's not worth it, you know? Um that should speak volumes. But, of course, we're talking to people that don't even know what a balance sheet or a profit and loss statement is. They just, you know, they're, they're like the guy at the damn truck stop countertop. Well, the assumption is that, that the, the alternative to giving Landstar 35% of your money is that you don't give anybody any of your money. And that's a fatally right. flawed concept. You know, it's you. I can prove where most people will spend more than 35% of the money to get the quality of value that we get. You know, that, and, and here's the other thing that gets me, okay? You know, when we went into this, when I decided to go to Landstar, okay, I, 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 I got the, I, I remember how many pages it is, but the, whatever it is, 36, 48, 60, whatever the, the lease is, Oh, yeah. I got it down, and I put it in front of me. And I said, okay, here's what they say they're going to do. 
Here's what they say I have to do. Here's what they're going to do if this happens. Here's what happens to me if I do this. I mean, there was no, there was no unanswered question, okay? So I made the business decision to move four trucks to Landstar in 2012 <clears throat> based on a written contract that they provided me with prior to me making that decision. And in that contract, it, sp it specifically said what their responsibilities were and what my responsibilities were. Now, I didn't come here, sign that, bring the four trucks, and get here in three or four weeks or months later going, damn, this is tough over here. Lancer ought to give me back some of that money. Okay? But that's how most people who are upset with Landstar react. Is that, well, these things are really, really difficult here. I mean, this freight is tough. And, you know, we, Landstar, already, they, they, should, they should give us this and this, that, and that. that that's what's immature about this. Okay? You know, people have the biggest misconception at Landstar is people think they come here and they work for Landstar. You know? We see it every day. Okay? You argue it. I don't even know. I don't even respond anymore. I'm so tired. Of, of that, you know, I, it, I, just, I just move on, okay? I'll let the other people, I'll let the new guys argue it now. But, look, y you know, it's all based on a contract, okay? You know what it is, or you have the opportunity to know what it is going in. Now, if you were all that really, really good at business, you could have looked at that contract. You could have went over here and saw, okay, let me compare that with me doing my own authority. Let me, let me put all the numbers together. Let me see what this costs and this costs and this costs and what I have to do. What are my responsibilities here? You know, and then when you do the comparison, if it works out in your favor to do that, God bless you, okay? Mm -hmm. It's just that it does it for most people. Now, there are people that do it for ulterior motives. Let me give you the biggest one. They can't get hired because they have a safety problem. Okay? Or they have this ignorance that comes over them that makes them think that if they keep it the money themselves, they get to keep all the money. They're the same ones that haven't filed a tax return in 11 and a half years. Okay? Because they think that they can just keep all the money, that none of it belongs to anybody else. <clears throat> and so, again, it's a level of immaturity. It's a level of, it's a lack of business maturity that, that, that you hear coming out of their lips. Okay? Because, again, if you're talking to people who understand what the facts are and you understand what the obligations are, the responsibilities, what's going to do this, it's not a very hard decision to make. It's not a very, you made an excellent video defending it. But mm -hmm. e even then, it's, it's, it, it's not even, it, it doesn't require defense. It requires getting the calculator out and understanding what the alternative is. You know, even with us giving away 35%, okay, we still, you, you, you broke the numbers down on that one truck. The driver made $90,000. The truck owner made $40,000. We made $40,000. That's after Landstar took their expense. That's after mm -hmm. the expenses. Okay? So would we have made more than that with our own authority? I don't know. Probably not. Because those things would have cost more. The insurance would have been tripled or quadrupled. Okay? We wouldn't have had the fuel discount. We might not have had the freight. 
we certainly would would have had to have paid um, more percentage of broker. Average brokers fifteen percent. We pay on average seven percent. Mm-hmm. We'd had to buy trailers. We'd buy trailers. Yep. Okay, and on and on and on. It's not apples to apples. It's just not that clean. There's there's expenses both ways, and if you take the time to 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 analyze it correctly, and keep your bias and your prejudice out of it to make it in, in to so make it support your decision that you made without doing the analysis, then you'll find for most people. Now look, let me restate this because we get this all the time. I, if you if you've got your own authority and you're doing fine, you're making money and you're paying your taxes and you've got you're saving money for retirement and everything's honky door. I listen. First we of all, quit, quit listen to us. Our market is the first time owner operator buying the first truck. And there is not any way that I'm going to tell anybody buying their first truck, becoming an owner for the first time, to do it with your own authority. And Never. I'll tell you even more than that. We have so many people right now wanting to talk to us about the problems that they're having with their authority and what to do about it. We can't even answer all the phone calls. We can't mm-hmm. even schedule all the appointments to give him our advice because that did not that didn't it worked last year, but hell, anything worked last year. You didn't have to know mm-hmm. anything about anything to make money in trucking last year. Now there's a guy, right. a lot of guys on Facebook right now that don't realize that that's changed because they're still trying to get you to do this automated the, trucking. Okay, the common so, theme <clears throat> in the emails and comments is. I'm suspending my authority because of insurance. That's yep. that's the yep. common thing. Or 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 CSA scores, or CSA yep. scores, which leads to <clears throat> the insurance. <clears throat> right, right. Uh, let me hit this comment here, Cody. In August of 1997, I got into my 1987 Dodge Dakota with six hundred dollars cash, and I headed for Nashville, Tennessee go to truck driving school and on the way my uncle dave hall who was a old old school trucker right i mean he was the old school trucker the old school trucker and i stopped in there at their house i literally pulled over on the side of the bluegrass parkway and jumped a fence uh, i was a sitting duck on the bluegrass parkway and i jumped a fence and i sat down with them for a minute And I said, uh, hey, I'm on my way to Nashville for truck driving school. And I said, Dave, do you have any advice? Now, at this point, he's been driving 30 years, and this is 97. So he's been a guy back since the 60s. He goes, yeah, I got two pieces of advice for you, and I'll never forget this as long as I live. God rest his soul. You can go down a hill a thousand times too slow and only once too fast, and it's not what you make a mile it's what you make a week. Don't ever forget that. And Cody says here, 75% of 550 a mile is still better than 100% of 275. 75% of 550 is 412, right? We're going to have to compare apples to apples. Now, this one run that I did this week that was... gross. Well, because of the fuel surcharge and it had a bunch of stop pay that paid at 100%, 
that load was actually 82% to the truck, not 65, right? You know, we don't think about that, that the truck actually made 82% of that rate, and we had zero trailer expense. We had zero cargo liability expense. We had zero factoring expense. It went straight straight to the truck at 82%. You know, here's the thing. P P we're, we're not a recruiting um, we're not, this is not a recruiting video for Landstar, okay? I, I don't. I personally don't think you should come to Landstar. I think you should go somewhere else. We're we're not talking about recommend that you come to Landstar because it it doesn't really matter. It, having your own authority leased to a carrier, it doesn't really matter, okay? Um, matter of fact, most people shouldn't come to Landstar. And I'll give you an example. Here's an example right here, because of this. Mm-hmm. People still think they're going to come work for Landstar. So my answer to this question is easy. When you hire a plumber to come work on your house, do you give him health insurance? Do you pay nope. his 401K? Nope. What happens if he doesn't get paid? Okay? You, you, you have to understand, coming to Landstar is not, you're not coming to work at Landstar. Okay? You're taking your business... Okay, assuming that you have a business, which mean, which, which mean, what I mean by that is you have a legitimate business, okay, that is making money and pays taxes and, 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 is, and is doing a, 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 a good corporate citizen, mm -hmm. and you're going to choose to do business with Landstar and for exchange for some value, that value being about 35% of the revenue. And for that 35%, they're going to provide services. Okay, one of the services is not employee benefits. There are no employee benefits. Okay, so so you know the, for most people who cannot solve problems, Landstar is not for you. That's why forty percent of people who come to Landstar fail in the first year, because they come to Landstar thinking that they're going to come to work for somebody that's going to pick them up and dust off their pants and kiss them on the cheek and pat them along and get them. That's not going to happen here. I've used this analogy a hundred times. It's like getting out of high school and going to college. They don't give a shit about you in college. If you show up in class or not, that's fine. I don't care. They're not going to come find you. In high school, the counselor comes and looks for you, calls your mom, you know, finds out what you're doing. Oh, he's smoking in the back parking lot. Well, let's go back there and get him. And, you know, that's not what happens when you come to Landstar. You come to Landstar, you, you, you're expected to be your own business, okay? Yep. You're expected to do for you what businesses do for themselves. All right? That's why it's not for most people. Okay? It's not for, but for God's sake, don't buy a truck and come here. All right? If you, if, if you already own a truck and you want to come here and try it and you're, you're a good problem solver and you want a great opportunity with no uh, ceiling and a level playing field, bring it. But if you're going to go buy a truck to come to Landstar, I highly discourage you from doing that. Highly discourage you from doing that. It'll be the biggest mistake you've ever made. So, yeah, yeah. All right, now, Redneck's famous last words are, "Hey, y'all, watch this." Okay. But this is a process. It's number one. James says, "Man, giving up a percentage makes no sense. I'm self-made over here." Okay. Now I deduce from this that James is an owner-operator with his own authority. I've said many times on this very program, if you are 
an owner operator, an independent, you have your own authority, your own truck and your trailer, you are profitable every year, you're doing everything that you need to do, and you're successful, my hat's off to you, sir. Because that's not the case for most people. But if you are successful and you are doing well, you have my absolute admiration and respect because running independent is not easy. It's difficult, and if you do it and do it well, you have my absolute respect um, and admiration. Second comment. Doesn't make sense. You gross 350000 only takes uh, home 75000 That's stupid. Well, I have a very lengthy video uh, on this channel that shows where we didn't do 350000 We did 450000 and we took home 180000 So that's easily. Um, <clears throat> and then finally, those are all expenses, sir. Landstar's a ripoff. Well, you're a fucking idiot, and I'm done with you. I, I mean, that's it. When you make a stupid, it's stupid. Okay, I, here's what I want y'all to. I want everybody to do. I want you to go look up the name D, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer and his theory of stupidity. Okay, because this guy is the quintessential example. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a German philosopher. I think he was a pastor back in the 40s. And he saw everything that was happening in the society around him. And what he came up with before he was executed by the Germans for uh, supposedly being a, a plot to overthrow or kill Hitler, he realized that it was stupidity, not evil, that was the problem. Because evil you can defeat with force. Stupidity, against stupidity, there is no solution. Because the stupid person is in, you're, you're, you're incapable of, of dealing with the stupid person because all they can do is lash out at you with catchphrases and slogans. Landstar's a ripoff. You're a fucking idiot, okay? <laughs> you don't even understand the basics of how Landstar works or any other carrier for that way. The, the carrier that, that Cody is leased to, no different. It's a contract that exchanges certain services for a piece of value. Here's the great thing. If you don't like it, don't do it. But when you make these horseshit comments, as is evidenced throughout our entire YouTube and our entire TikTok, by these, of course, these morons that are protected by the keyboard, you know, you can say, you're like, they're like the guys that hide behind their curtains in a truck stop with a damn CB radio and just bark, 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 bark a bunch of nonsense because nobody can get their hands on you and punch you in the mouth and address your stupidity that way. I can go through your first comment and I can go, well, makes, a percentage makes no sense. I'm so okay, great. Well, to us, using this, it makes perfect sense to exchange a percentage into, in, in, for, for certain services but, that are but, very but beneficial he, but, to us. But Chris, here's the problem. Again, what I'm talking about. The assumption here is that in his case, he's not paying a percentage. That's, that is, that is, that's blatantly a lie, okay? He's paying a percentage for insurance. He's paying a percentage for fuel. He's paying a percentage to a broker. He, I mean, he has the same expenses, probably more of them, than we Guaranteed. do, okay? They're just not to one place. They're to several places, where in our case, ours are consolidated in one place that we chose 
to Davis and Smith because the 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 costs of those are competitive, and in many cases much more competitive than doing it one on one out there. Well, wonder what kind of fuel discount and 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 this guy would get compared to eleven thousand Landstar drivers. Okay, you know, uh, it it again. Now, here's another thing. Okay, I want to, I want to make this point. All right. Again, we never, ever talk down about somebody with their own authority. As a matter of fact, we say if you're doing it and you're really doing it well and you're paying your taxes and you're making money and you're putting money with in the bank and customers. you've got you've got your own, you know, you've got your own maintenance account and your truck blows up next week, it doesn't put you out of business. You got that kind of business good more power to you. Yet these guys, all they can do is say Landstar's a ripoff. Okay. They they all they can do is criticize Landstar. They can't say why. You know, and, and we give them every benefit of the day. And again, I mean, let me say something to you. I, we're not here to recruit for Landstar. I don't, I, listen, I don't care, care less if you come here or not. I chose to come here, okay? Our podcast is about helping people get a, good, the, a, a minimum risk start as an owner-operator buying their first truck. And we feel that Landstar is the most risk-free place to do that, okay? If you don't want to do that, just don't listen, just, yeah, that's super easy. We, we don't we don't force anybody to do this. All right, that's what we're here to. This is our opinion based on our experience. And if your experience is different, God bless you. But you're not going to come on here and tell me that I'm stupid because of what we do. Okay, I can promise you that I'm not stupid. All right, you know I've made a lot of money in you know the 46, 47 years I've been in business. Okay. I'm not stupid. I know how to make money. I find that this truck, what, what offends most people is that the trucking business is the easiest thing I've ever done to make money. Mm-hmm. Easiest thing I've ever done to make money. And that 100%. offends a lot of people because they, th- they have an overrated value of themselves. If you have trouble making money in trucking, you're a very poor business person. Okay? 100%. I think it's the easiest thing I've ever done. Okay? It's the easiest thing I've ever done. And the reason why... Is because of guys like this, because that's your competition. There's no brotherhood here. Everything is a com- competition, okay? And you think it's hard for me to compete with that dude? <laughs> now, next, as <clears throat> as William, so William, I love William Haynes. Blockbuster thought sending DVDs through the mail was stupid. Blockbuster had an opportunity to buy Netflix and passed because. Sending DVD throughs them hell stupid. Hey, most people, most people in this country right now think crypto is a bad, a bad, a bad deal, and blockchain. <laughs> Sit back and watch. <laughs> now, oh wait a minute, I want I, before I do this one, I want to do this one, Richard. Um, I just thought they might have a way to get into a group health insurance plan, kind of like the fuel discounts, part discount, etc. Well, have you everybody heard about the affordable? Health Care Act. That went out the window with the Affordable Health Care Act. Because uh, I bought my own health insurance. 2010, 2011, 2012, I think 13, 14. Let's see, 11, 12, 13, 14, and I think 15. All right? And I paid about 350 It went. It started at like 250 I think, the first year. 250 a month. And then it went to 350 and 450 You know, it kept going up a little bit. And 
Um, I, we had big deductible. It was like $7,500 deductible, but it was a couple hundred bucks a month. And it was like, ah, you know, and I, it, you, I, I'm sure everybody remembers. Well, if you like your health care plan, you can keep your health care plan. Uh-huh. Yeah. Until 2015 or 16, I can't remember which year it was. And I got the renewal. <clears throat> and my formerly $550 family health insurance plan was going to three. It was either twenty five hundred or thirty five hundred a month. I don't remember which. The problem with group 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 health insurance, uh, Richard, is that number one, there's loss against it from being sold in different states. All right, Correct. the insurance company they do not want that. The other thing is it's based on risk. So you have a you have a risk pool of eleven thousand people, and five thousand of them get cancer. Guess what? Everybody's insurance goes up. So it's just not practical to man. That's why there's none out there. Now, you have an individual company. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing that. And they're probably supplementing and paying some of it. But, but there again, uh, again, look at it this way. Go back to the percentage thing, all right? I, I, guess, you, I guess Landstar could take enough money to pay that. But then what about the people who are healthy? And what about the people who don't want it? Okay? Right. Why not let the ones who want it and aren't healthy pay their own way? Okay, so that it, it, it's not that it, it couldn't be done. It's very difficult to do because of the fact that we're nationwide and there literally are laws against selling in group insurance across state lines. And that so, was a problem before the Affordable Health Care Act. Oh, yeah, it has been. I mean, I've uh, been, listen, I've had employees since 1977. I understand how this works. It's very difficult to do, okay? And so it's not, uh, it, it's, just, you know, and, and there again, remember, the idea here is you start your own small business, okay? And again, I'll go back to the plumber. Plumber comes to your house. He doesn't ask you to pay for his, life, his health insurance. He says, hey, pay me what, pay me a hundred bucks an hour. I'll take care of my own shit, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's the deal there. Um, there is another question I wanted to talk about. Um, Well, I'm going to hit this one real quick while you're looking for that. Chris Sarver. I'm seeing more and more customers who do not want that was it. That was the one I was looking calling for. their freight. Yeah. Well, this is an unfortunate development. And we preach at our people that come through our program that are Blue Ribbon employees, okay? They don't work for Landstar. They work for us. That you need to do some simple things, okay, you need to communicate. You need to let the agent know when you have arrived and when you have departed and what your ETA is. And you need to let them know that you've arrived at the consignee and that you have left and that you're empty and that you've scanned your paperwork. And, um, and dude, this blows me away that we... I, we get, I see every email. I've got like 15 email accounts logged into my computer, right? And I see the emails from agents. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your communication. We just love. And, oh, and I discovered this week the nine most beautiful words in the English language. Y'all know what they are? There's nine of them. I wanted to call you before I posted this. On the low board. That's the nine most beautiful words in the English language because I literally have agents that will call me before they post it, before anybody else can see it. 
hey, I wanted to call you before I posted this. Do you have any trucks around here? Why? Is it because we've got the best trucks? Nope. We don't have 2020 and 22. All of our trucks are 2007 and older with million-plus miles on them. Doesn't have anything to do with the trucks. What does it have to do with? <coughs> our drivers show up on time. They deliver on time. They communicate. And the agents love them because the agents are our customer. And the agents have customers, right? And so we treat the agents with respect and courtesy. And we give them the information that they need to have. Unfortunately, the fact of the matter is a lot of BCOs at Landstar do not share that principle with us. And they'll straight up tell the agent, it's none of your damn business where I'm at. Right? Uh, there's many, many, many BCOs at Landstar that think that they're the most important part of the, pro of the, of the logistical chain. Yep. And that's the reason why you're seeing what you're seeing. Now, let's put it in perspective. Yes, there are occasionally we get we get a, a load we call on and they refuse to load on a Landstar truck. But keep in mind something. How many loads do we need? We have 14 trucks, all right? We book four or five loads a week per truck. Now, have we ever had any problem not finding a load for those trucks, Chris? Nope. So how many, you know, it's, it's not like, there's probably 60,000 loads on the load board right now. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe you call five of them and they won't put load a Landstar truck. You know, we, we can't make decisions about the exceptions instead of the rule. Uh, right. Yeah, this happens. And this happens because of the actions of a BCO. You know, we can give you lots of examples of, of why this happens. And almost every time, it's because of the attitude or the actions of a truck driver who happens to come to, be, to Landstar and bring his truck and think that he is the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. And he find and he finds out that well that's the way you want to act then we just won't give you our freight, but then on the other side, there's this there's, an, there's another mystique here at Landstar, they, everybody calls it building relationships, and they want and just just Friday there was a hundred and sixty reply, uh, Facebook post about this. I even had to chime in, okay, <laughs> which is unusual. Mm -hmm. But it's because everybody, it everybody thinks that there's this. What, what do you? What, how do you? They, they they want the they want the recipe like making a pie, of building yeah. relationship. Well, how do you do that? I mean, what what do you do first? What do you do next? What do you do next? You know, but they 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 still don't understand. What the, 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 and I my my correction to this was: look, you're using all the wrong words. Okay, put friendship in there and take relationship out. Then start acting like one. Okay, you're, you're focusing all of your effort on the wrong words here. Okay, you know, how, how do you find the, the person that you marry? Okay, well, of course, nowadays, I guess you just go online and, and order it up. But in, back in the day, you had to build a relationship. Okay, it, it, it's no different. It's, it's no different than a friendship. All right. You do. You treat them the way they want to be treated. You appreciate them. They appreciate you. It's a two way street. You've taken care of them. You've taken care of their customer. They want you to do it again. So for every one of those loads that they won't put on you because they won't let, don't want Landstar to haul it. I promise you there's another one that doesn't get on the load board because they're calling a BCO directly and going, hey, 
will you take this load? I don't want to post it. I don't want to get one of these dickheads. Mm-hmm. Okay? So understand that that's, you know, you, first of all, again, that's one of those things where it, it's one of those things easy to say. Oh, well, you know, Landstar takes 35% of my, my money. Well, Landstar can't haul any freight because nobody. That, 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 Landstar is a big, big, easy target to hit. Okay? And you can make these, these general um, uh, accusations that there's no data behind it to, to tell you whether or not it's significant or insignificant. And I'm telling you right now, if we can book 14 trucks consistently with no problem, doing this year 350000 or more per truck, I wouldn't worry about a couple of people not loading Landstar's trucks, right. okay? That wouldn't be what I'd focus on. If you just play the averages, <clears throat> we probably book 2,500 to 3,000 loads a, a year. Just blue ribbon, right? I have heard a customer doesn't want to haul Landstar maybe three times this year. Uh, four, if I'm being generous. Um, you know, I mean... Let's just let's say it was five. Five divided by three thousand is point zero zero one. So that comes down to point one percent. A point one percent chance that somebody didn't want to haul lane star right. Let me let me let me let me compare that to something else, okay? Okay. <clears throat> On the Landstar Facebook, you know, all this stuff comes from the Facebook page. Okay, that's where it comes from. All right. Now, how many people do you think are active? On the Landstar Facebook group, I mean, just just give me a guess. How many how many BCOs do you think are active? A uh, couple hundred, probably. There's eleven thousand BCOs. Right. Does that mean that the other ten thousand eight hundred of them are not having those problems? They're just going about doing their thing. How many road stars? How many million miles? How many people have been? You, you, I can pick up the book right now and look. The number of people have been Landstar for twenty five years. It's pages. Oh, yeah. They, they don't have a problem. Okay? I love this other one. Here. They're, they're on this thing, they're talking about, well, what are us new people supposed to do? Oh, now I get it. Now I get it. We're supposed to roll out the red carpet for you because you're new, and we're supposed to give you a way of greasing your sides and come in and, and find success because you decided to come here. That's the problem here. That's the problem here. Okay? Those guys have been here 25 years in Road Stars. Wonder how they did it. Wonder, wonder how they made it that long. You think somebody just rolled the carpet out for them? Said, "Here, do this. Here, do that." No, I got. I, I figure they probably pretty much figured out how to do it on their own. Okay, that's the problem. That's the real problem. They're, they're, you know, the, here's the beautiful thing about Landstar, and I've said this before. Okay, it's a perfect example of the free market. There are no yep. chosen winners and losers. Everybody comes here, and they start out the same way, all right? Everybody starts out the same way. I came here the same way as you'll come here, all right? Now, what you do here is entirely up to you. That's where the problem comes in. You can't come here because you're new. You get a special key. You can't come here because you got 14 trucks and get a different key, okay? It, it's a guaranteed opportunity but the results are not guaranteed, and that's the problem. People at Landstar get paid what they're worth, yep. and that fucking scares a lot of people, okay? Yep. You get paid for the value you bring to the party. No more and no less. 
And that's the reason that I, that's that's why we're here. It's not all this other stuff was just a side benefit. The fuel disc. Well, I didn't make my decision to come here based on any of that. I made my decision to come here on that very thing is that I can come here on a level playing field and I no one can tell me what I cannot do. OK, the, nobody can tell me that I can't come here and do four or five hundred thousand dollars a year per truck. OK. Nobody can't tell me that I can't come here and put 15 trucks on if I want to, or 30 or 50 or 100. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm here. It just so happens that there's some nice other benefits for being here. I think mm -hmm. it's time to move on to possibly the most important com comment we've ever gotten. <laughs> I'm thinking of driving a truck, Michael says. I like yeah. to lift weights and eat healthy. Are you able to exercise on the road? Are women able to imagine sexy time when you take your shirt off at the beach? Well, listen, Michael, when you've got a tool like mine, you got to build shit over. Okay. <laughs> um, oh God. Uh, listen, the, the kind of great thing about trucking, and and one of my, here's one of my big regrets is this is a 25 year driver. I, I entered this industry at 21 years old. Okay. And one of my biggest regrets is not is the fact that I didn't stop and smell the roses every once in a while. I just got so hooked into picking up and delivering, picking up and delivering, and how many miles can I run? But, I mean, I've literally been in all 48 states in Canada. We're not going to talk about my time in Mexico. Uh, but I've been in Canada <laughs> in 48 states. What state speaking of, in Mexico, speaking of being sexy when you take your shirt off, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't go there. Um, <laughs> but I've been on, all, I, I believe I've been almost on every mile of every interstate in the United States of America. I've been in every major city. And the and I look back and the number of times that I didn't stop and go see the Grand Canyon. Hell, I've drove past it 500 times. You know, I didn't, I, I've been through Vegas never once that I stopped and go to a casino and check it out. Um, the... The the great thing is yes you can I mean I've seen some I've seen some bodybuilders man they're out there you know I'm listen I'm sitting in my truck eating a Snickers bar and I'm looking across the parking lot and that dude's up there and he's jump rope and I'm thinking man you get some and I'm gonna eat this pizza okay <laughs> uh, I'm working on fitting this this cheeseburger in my mouth all right <laughs> um, but absolutely but here's what here's Michael if you're not a driver I just want you to think about this okay here's here's the, here's I want you to think about, find me another industry, okay, where you could pay, what's a truck driving school, less than five grand, right? I paid, I paid 6500 back in 2007. Right. I think there's one here in West Virginia, it's like 1800 bucks, okay, where for, say, $5,000 or less, you could go get a CDL, right, and you could go to a company, and they'll train you for free. They'll pay you while you train, and you get one year of, of verifiable over-the-road experience, Okay, so now you're about 13 months in, and you come to us for 18 months, and we teach you all this business stuff we're talking about. And after 18 months, so now we're 18 and 13, we're uh, 31 months in, and I can show you how to make 150000 to $200,000 net taxable income in less than 36 months. Show me another industry where you can do that. That's why we do this. All this bullshit about Landstar and authority, blah, 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 blah. That's noise. 
The bottom line is, if you will understand how to manage risk, manage expenses, maximize revenue, you can come from zero, from never having been inside a truck, to making $150,000 to $200,000 a year net income in three years or less. There ain't a college on this planet that can, that can offer you that. There's not a school that can offer you. There's not, nothing can offer you that, but you can do that in the trucking industry. That's why we're here, okay? Now, Michael, if you've never heard of this podcast or this show or anything we're doing, here's the other thing you need to understand. The only reason that this program exists is because there came a day when I raised my hand and said, I failed and it was my fault. It wasn't Landstar's fault. It wasn't the agent's fault. It wasn't the president's fault. It wasn't the government's fault. It was my fault. I made mistakes, and I finally owned up to them. And when I raised my hand on that day, he saw it. He was, out, he was headed out the door. He'd had enough. He'd had enough with dealing with truck drivers and all this bullshit. That, that, and he was like, you know what? I'm out. Um, and then we just, the stars aligned, and, and things happened, and we got connected, and here we are today. Um, but... Yeah, there's a great opportunity here. It's better if you're single. You know, this, this, this lifestyle is hard on a marriage. It's been hard on my kids. Uh, but here we are, you know. So, um, but, but here's the thing. <clears throat> we, have a, we have a podcast called Truck and Grow Rich. You don't have to do this as a career. No. The money's so good in this. If you'll do it really good for about 10 years, Put a million bucks in the bank, then go do something else. Or put drivers in your trucks and stay home. So it doesn't have to be a regular. T- and there's going to be a lot of people that tell you that you can't do this. But let me tell you something. In 2008, after being in business since 1977, I came in this business. I knew nothing about I couldn't even tell you which how to get in a truck. Okay? I barely could tell you which direction it needed to point. He still can't tell you how to drive a 13-speed. <clears throat> True that. And in, f- in, the f- in four and a half years, I made a million dollars to put in the bank. Okay? So it's not about trucking. Okay? It's not about trucking. No. And that's what pisses a lot of people off. Oh, well, you're not a real truck. You're a steering wheel holder. Okay. I don't give a <laughs> fuck what you call me. Okay? Follow me to the bank. All right? Keep up with me there. Okay? See if you can run fast enough and work out to follow me to the bank. And then move on. Here it is 2022, and we have a fleet of trucks, and we have a program where we help people out, you know. Um, I never imagined that I would be doing this, you know, in what, what's been 12 years, whatever it is, 14 years, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it, it just, it, it, there is a tremendous opportunity here if you see it, okay? But the opportunity is really not in going out and buying yourself a truck and buying yourself a job. And I'm going to piss a lot of people off when I say that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you, you, you've got a job, and you can't get fired, and you'll have a pretty decent living. But you can also be become very, very, very wealthy by just duplicating yourself, understanding the value of uh, scaling. And, uh, and so it, it's, 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 there's really, really good money to be made in this business. You got to deal with a lot of dickheads, okay? And they're everywhere, okay? They're everywhere. Um, but, uh, you know, that's just part of it. 
There's dickheads in every business, by the way. I've never been in a business where there weren't dickheads. So um, just he, here they're easier to see because they drive great big-ass trucks from down the road. So <laughs> you don't have to kind of hide, find them in the weeds. They're, they're out there. Pretty easy to see. And most of them will let you know they're a dickhead right up front. You know, you don't have to wonder about them. So. <clears throat> I mean, hit this one. Mike says, I'm happy we help people in need, but the amount of money that went to Ukraine is mind-blowing. Uh, <clears throat> give that about five years, and we'll find out where that money really went because it sure as hell ain't going to Ukraine. No. <laughs> A lot of it went to Bahamas, evidently, and came back. <laughs> Isn't it funny how the day before that guy was going to testify under oath to Congress, they arrest him? Oh. Is, is, there a, is, there some, is there some, you know, some connection there, you think? Well, listen, I—, I, I well, we talk a lot about blockchain, and, and so this is interesting. I watched an interview with Mr. Wonderful. Or, well, he, it wasn't an interview. He was testifying before Congress, uh, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. And the, what, here's how I would summarize Kevin O'Leary's testimony to Congress. <clears throat> Please don't put me in jail. I had nothing to do with it, okay? I'm just going to get out here in front of this. I'm going to come before you guys. I'm going to testify. I'm going to I'm going to blame Binance, okay? And I'm go, this Patsy guy this, with the three names. Uh, <laughs> it was all him. I had nothing to do with it. I'm shocked and appalled. Please don't put me in jail. So right. that's pretty much the uh, the summary of Mr. Wonderful's testimony. Yeah, um, guys, please don't think um, that this FTX thing is is even in any way representative of what blockchain and crypto is about. Um, th this is another Ponzi scheme. Um, th there's, 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 there's blood money all over this. There's politicians in this. It, it'll come out. What you've got to understand about blockchain is it's just an immutable ledger. That's all it is. It's an immutable ledger. And if you understand what a ledger is and the importance of a ledger in business and that there can be one that's completely decentralized and can't be. That's what's, with, that's what's really got him scared. Okay, they're figuring out right now that they can't control it. Okay, and all the talk is right now is how are we going to regulate this? Because now they're using this Ponzi scheme to try to regulate crypto. Good luck with that, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and everybody, listen, everybody go back and go watch Dave Chappelle's uh, monologue from Saturday Night Live when he said, you know, he was making this thing about Trump and how Trump came out and, and said, you know, well, yeah, the system's corrupt because I use it. Yeah. I know yeah. how it works. And they use it, too. And he points over at Hillary Clinton, you know, and right. she, and, and you know, he said, uh, what, he walked out of the house and said, we're doing everything in there that you thought we were doing. And then he turned around and walked right back in there. Yeah. So they're so desperate to regulate crypto because the regulation's how they make money, sure. right? Oh, absolutely. And so... Um, it's, it's fascinating to watch. Um, you know, I'm, I'm long, 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 long on, uh, on crypto and blockchain. It's, it's going to be the thing that changes the world. Um, but you know, <clears throat> these things are distractions, uh, and you can't, uh, I'll tell you an interesting observation as well. I had from this week, I booked a load to Kansas. Before I called the agent, the first thing I did was looked at the weather because I don't know if y'all have noticed, it's December, right? <laughs> <clears throat> and so I checked the weather because all of my great plans <laughs> about shaking trucks down and all this stuff, I'm not driving into a blizzard, okay? So I, I, I looked at the weather. Everything's good. 
National Weather Service. I book my load to go out there. I get two different messages from two different people. Hey, man, you in that snow? One of them came from me. One of them came from me. And I'm looking at my phone, and I'm going, what the hell are they talking about? And then another guy, he's like, hey, well, you get in, you get in that snow? And I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Because I don't know what y'all are watching, but it ain't the weather app on my phone because there wasn't a snowflake the whole time I was out there. Well, the prediction was it was going to come around St. Louis and make a big swirl, and I figured you had to go right through there. So <clears throat> I never saw a snowflake. No, it was so cold as hell. So Niven but. had a question about flock freight ad. Is this blockchain? <clears throat> I don't know about that one. Never but heard the, of it. But uh, Google Lane Access, uh, Niven. Uh, yeah. That's the that's the that's the up and comer. We had him on our podcast about a year ago, and uh, and I'm also invested in that. By the way, so uh, full disclosure there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Lane Axis is uh, oh, what's his name? I just it just I had it and it, and it was gone. Uh, uh, I don't remember. Anyway, we, we did it exactly a year ago, I think, though, didn't we? Didn't we yeah. record and it last he was on, and Well, he was on Freight Waves the other day. They had yeah, him on. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Um, and. And listen, he he's not about crypto. He's all about the blockchain. Blockchain. That, that's yeah. everything he you know. You yeah. try to divert him off into crypto, he print you know. Right. Um, uh, but now but they are. Understand, you they can't have, have crypto without blockchain, and you can't have blockchain without exactly. crypto. They're they're interminably linked. Exactly. It's how it works. It's what makes it work. So. I love um, Lee Buyer. I wonder if you ever imagined simply helping people would bring so many negative comments. <laughs> Phil says, "Lee, what are you on? Because it ain't cop." <laughs> You know, Lee, it it, it, it in a, in a way it, it it's sad. Um, listen, Chris thrives on this. This is how this is what makes him get up in the morning. Uh, I I'd I'd rather not deal with it, but I'm I'm certainly not going to back down. I mean, you know, I I first of all, first of all, I mean it it it's it's easy to defend. All right, I mean you 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 can't you just can't have a discussion with a moron. And so we just avoid it if at all possible. Um, but now, listen, anybody who's done anything that made a difference had to put up with negative people. All right. Oh, yeah. So it's, you know, it, I don't, it doesn't. Sometimes it motivates us. Sometimes it makes me cuss and get mad and make me wonder if I still want to do this at 69. Um, but then we get guys like Richie and Andrew and William and, Seth and people that come through the program and you look and see what difference you make in their life, you know, mm-hmm. and then you, you think about them and you don't forget about all these other dickheads, you know? Um, so, um, no, I, it's, it's, it, it's okay. I'm, I'm pretty insulated from it. So curiosity is kind of the word for me, right? Because we, we've now, we've, <clears throat> we've taken these, I mean, we're an hour and 18 minutes in. Right, our average is probably an hour and a half that we do these shows every week, and so this company that we hired will take a, uh, <clears throat> you know, an hour and twenty minute podcast and take a thirty second clip, right, and post it on TikTok, and then I'll take those and put them on YouTube. Well, that's bait, right? Yeah. That's bait. Yeah, to activate <laughs> your curiosity so that you'll go well. Let me go watch the whole podcast. Right. Right. But a lot of cases, what we have to wade through is someone sees 30 to 50 seconds of something. And form form an opinion. That's form an opinion. That's generally based in nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, we've got 148 or 142 episodes. 
right? Yeah. yeah. You can get, if your curiosity will overcome your corporate and government school programming, right? Right? To 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 get you to rip yourself out of the matrix and go, hmm, well, and, and I if you how that works, yeah, and if you and if you leave your prejudices behind, you know, if you'll just if you'll just look at it, you know, and and you, listen, you can you can disagree. There's we it's I, we'd say over and over again, this is our opinion based on our experience, but we have a lot of experience. I mean, I've got forty six, forty seven years of business. He's got twenty five years of trucking experience. Um, that's more than most people, you know, and the thing about it is we're willing to share it. And we're willing to tell you what our decisions are based on our experience and the current market. And uh, the other thing is we have proof of concept. This has worked since 2009. It's yep. gone through three or four of these little market adjustments. And guess what? We do fine, okay? You know, we do fine. We're, we're, we got every truck that's been running for a year this year is going to do 350 grand this year, okay? So it, it's not like we're, you know, we're, we're selling you a bill of goods. You just do what we do, and you'll be okay. We like to catch a bunch of it before you make these huge mistakes by buying these wrong trucks. But uh, even if you make that mistake, sometimes we can help you lower your cost of doing business to where you can maybe afford, hang on to them. Sometimes you just have to face the music and go, you know what? And we've got guys that we're working with right now. They, they, listen, last year you could do anything, and it would work. That's not working this year. So there's serious things you have to make. Either you either have to make some hard decisions now or the hard decision we made for you by someone else called the bank and the repo guy and the tax guy and those kinds of people. Um, but anyway, that's what we do. And now, look, we, we, we said this last week. We're, we're this, this wide network casting with all this curiosity thing that Chris has ginned up, that's great. Except it's just me and him. We run a business full time and do this on Sunday night. Yeah. So if you expect that we're going to call you back on the phone and spend an hour or two on the phone with you, that's not going to happen. Okay. So we're working on a response program right now where we're going to have a standard reply that comes back to you. I can tell you right now that most of your questions can be answered if you'll spend the time looking at the podcast and figuring yep. out which one covers your. And you, you spend the time investing in your time and find the answer. If you can't do that or don't want to do that, we are going to help you, but that help will not be free. We can no longer give away our time for free. We don't have enough of it. Right. So if we're going to give it to you, it means we've got to take it away from somebody else. And um, we're just like anybody else. I have so many hours a day to work and so many hours a day that I can sell to somebody. And my hours of service clock you know, it, it clicks off just like yours does. So we will, you know, we will, um, we'll work with you guys, but, but spend the time doing it for free by, by researching our vast library of episodes, your answers in there. And by yeah. the way, you might learn something in the meantime. Um, Speaking of proof of concept, I got to think about this this week. <coughs> Oops, wrong one. Oh, I need it. Speaking of proof, there we go. I want right, to. I want to. Speaking of proof, I want to throw a, a, a attaboy out there to one of our truck owners, Kelly. Uh, he sent me a nice bottle of Willet uh, single barrel uh, bourbon. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm sipping it tonight as we speak. Uh, thank you, Kelly, for this, and uh, it's uh, it's it's wonderful. So appreciate that. All right, <clears throat> with all of the hubbub uh, that has happened with. Uh, 
uh, $10,000 trucks. This truck right here, we bought sight unseen, by the way, for $10,000 in late 2018, like December, right around Christmas. We have put 421, up to the last fuel ticket, 421,000 miles on this truck since we got it, and we paid $10,000 for it. Okay, now this is the, if you go back to the episode, which is in the, or in the 40s somewhere, this is the truck with the illegal engine. So this truck has had an engine uh, swap. Has to be in the 50s, because we didn't start to 49. Right. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what I meant, in the 50s. Somewhere around the 50s or 60s, we the did The truck with the illegal engine, yeah. Truck with the illegal engine. Um, th- this, you know, we paid 10 grand for it. And we've put 421,000 miles on it. Um, and, and that's Seth's truck, you know, mm-hmm. <coughs> the proof of concept is all over the damn place. We've got every number. We've got every email. We've got every freight bill. We've got every data point from, uh, the time I got here. I mean, 18, we started, you know, Dropbox and different stuff, but we've got every proof of delivery, every freight bill, every email, we've kept everything. And then of course, numbers guy. Uh, has got QuickBooks and can get in there and sh- and go down to the penny. And I've watched him in our orientations put our QuickBooks up on the screen and say, well, here, here's what it looks like. You know, so full transparency. If you want to come, um, that's the thing that we offer that I have seen you're not going to get from anybody else when it comes to being at Landstar. Nobody else is going to open the books up and show you everything because it's fully transparent if you want to learn how to do the landstar system this is the place to do it because we will come here or we will bring you here put you in a truck and and say this is how i would do it this is how you you should do it and then when you get done all of your habits are created everything is second nature to you and then you go do it in your own truck and you get to keep all the money uh i think it's pronounced luke get wiser Oh yeah, he's a he's a fleet at Landstar. I, I saw his Facebook page. Uh, we do we still do BCO mentoring. You need to go to our website. There's a form you submit there, and then we'll reach out to you and set up a time to to give you a call. It depends on what you're looking to do. I saw your ad on Facebook. I know you're looking to hire drivers. I think you've hired a couple. You've got 2020, 2022 trucks, though. We'd have to talk about that. Um, but uh, but yes, we 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 are available. We don't have unlimited openings. But we still do have a couple. But there again, because our time is so restricted, we're not going to work with someone that we can't really, really help or you're really, really not interested in our help. Right. Um, there's been a couple of you guys at Landstar, fleet owners, that say you want help until you hear what the help is, and then all of a sudden that's not what you want to hear. So um, it, it just depends on what you're looking for. Um, the, mo- the biggest people, the, the people, the biggest thing most fleet owners at Landstar have a problem with are drivers. Uh, we're not going to help you with that. Um, you know, our uh, our secret sauce for drivers is the podcast. That's how we get ours because we don't hire truck drivers. We hire people who want to have an education. So I can't give you advice on hiring a truck driver. That almost put me out of business, uh, mm-hmm. having to deal with truck drivers. I hate them. Uh, I wouldn't hire one of them. I, I wouldn't give one of them the time of day. But if you've got, if you really want to learn how to be in business in the trucking industry, I got all kinds of time for you. But um, but I'm not interested in teaching somebody how to drive a truck. So, Cody's got an interesting comment here. He says, "I wish I would have found you before I bought my truck. My inspect pretty bad. 
95 FLD with a Detroit 11.1 liter. Mm-hmm. Well, boy, that would that would or pull the, a greasy string out of a cat's ass. The 390s are the big problem. <laughs> the 390s. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure your fuel mileage flat top. Well, here's the thing, though. <clears throat> uh, I guarantee you that truck was cheap and easy that, to acquire. Is that a Super 10, I bet you? Uh, no, it says nine speed. Nine, nine speed, speed Rockwell. Okay. Well, I wonder if it's convertible to a 13. Mm, no, no, not a, not a Rockwell. Eaton would be. Eaton, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, you got some challenges there, Cody. Um, the 11 one's not a bad motor, just doesn't have a lot of power, but it's not a yeah. bad motor. Uh, the, the 390s, though, that's going to be, that's going to be tough. I'm wondering what your, what's your fuel mileage if you really, really know it. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be, that's going to be the problem with that truck. It's not an over the road truck, you know. No. Listen, here's the and, and you know people ask for help. Well, here's the help. That's the wrong truck. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't take that truck and get fuel mileage out of it. So the only way you can fix that is either put up with the fuel miles like it is. And remember, every mile you drive that down the that truck down the road, as long as you own it, you're losing a couple miles per gallon. Okay, mm-hmm. or sell it and get to a truck that that I mean, there's a couple of things I would do different there. I wouldn't have a flat top if you're going to pull a van. And I would probably go to a 12.7 or, or 14 liter Series 60 with a 13 speed and 350. Well, it depends on what the the transmission is. If it's direct well, drive. Well, he said he said 6.3 since he started tracking four months ago, which is not terrible. It's not horrible. Not better horrible. than I thought it would be. Um, the the problem, like you said, it, 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 with an 11 liter. How fast those, do you drive, Cody? Those 390s are giving you the only power that you have. If yeah. you try to drop that to a 358, um, it'll have no startability. Yeah, you'll you, it'll be it'll be a nightmare to drive, and your fuel mileage probably would go down because yeah. the engine's going to have to work that much harder. What's the RPMs at, at 66? What's the RPMs at at, at that at that uh, speed, Cody? Uh, it might be with that Rockwell. If that Rockwell's a double well, over, he might be in. Or, yeah, he might be in the 13, 1400 range. There you go. I thought I was going to say. I thought he was going fifteen. There's the problem. Okay, <laughs> that that motor wants to run about thirteen hundred RPMs. Okay, so yeah. you're 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 over revving three hundred RPMs all the time to drive. You'd have to drive that truck at fifty five probably to get it to fuel mileage. You know. So let's <clears> let's <throat> bring in the BSE nine thousand. Okay. Yeah. So let's say that you could get a really good tune on that eleven one to get the most power out of it and most efficiency. Okay. Um, uh, and absolutely, the answer to that question is no. Okay, he's talking about putting eleven R's. Eleven R's, no, absolutely no. not. You need high or low rolling resistance tires. You need the best tires that you can find. If you don't have high quality Michelin, I would put wide singles on it. You know, because there's a couple tenths, three, two or three tenths of a mile per gallon or more. Um, I would absolutely not put 11 R 24.5s on it because no. you're trying to change the gear ratio. But if you have a if you have a bad tire, um, the 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 gain that you're making with with changing well, he, the gear ratio. he's trying to get he's trying to get the tire size bigger to cut the RPMs down, and we had to do that once, you know. On, but the problem with 11, if you're going to do that, do it with a low pro 24. I would still, I still would need to do the math on that, but don't do it with 11 R's, okay? Right. That's going to, whatever you gain, you're going to lose in that tire because that would be a horrible fuel mileage tire. But, I mean, we did put 11, we did put, well, we didn't put 24 fives. We did a, we put a, we, we put a 455 
uh, super single instead of a 440 valve, but it still was a 22 valve low pro. Wow. And it did pick, it did fix some. We had a truck that was a little bit spec'd a little bit high. We needed to bring it down a few RPMs, and that did it. But we didn't do it with 11R tires. So yeah. we'd have to do the math on that. But I, I would say no to that right, but here, right away. So here's where I was going to come back <clears> to the calculator, okay? Let's say that we could do all the stuff, okay, with this, with this truck. Good tires, fleet air filter, OPS. We're going to do everything that we can to take that, that thing set up as it is and make it the most efficient, okay? Now, maybe you find a used, like a big air dam that goes on top uh, to get rid of the flat top, you know, junkyard, probably not very much. Um, if you could, if you could do those things that you're going to do to a truck anyway, if you had a tall sleeper, Cascadia or Columbia, or it's not Cascadia, Columbia or Century, okay, um, and you get it to seven two, great, you know. But just remember that in the next ninety days, these high sleeper aerodynamic centuries in Columbia's are going to come way down in price as the market yeah, crashes. Yeah. I, I, so I, I would I, probably look at, here's what, here's what I might do. I might, I might get the fleet air filter, the Pittsburgh power muffler, the OPS and the wide single low rolling resistance tires and ro and low rolling resistance steers. Okay. Then when the prices come down and you can get a better, more comfortable, you know, you're in a 36 inch flat top. There ain't no comfort to be thought of, okay? Then maybe you can pick up a century or something for 10 or 12 grand. All that stuff you bolted on that FLD will bolt right on to that better truck, right? Now your quality of life is improved. You've got a tall sleeper aerodynamic truck. You take all that stuff you put on that FLD, take it right off and put it on that other truck, and then you ship that FLD down the road to somebody that's hauling fuel or something, you know? Be a great truck for hauling fuel. Be a fantastic truck for hauling fuel. Um, but please don't get distracted by the RPMs. Low rolling resistance tires versus shitty tires are going to make more difference than this RPM thing. Okay, um, you know it, you're looking at six, six between six and ten grand, depending on who does it, to change the gears. But changing the gears doesn't automatically fix your problem because you've still got an 11-1 Detroit, you know? And, and it's still semi-aerodynamic. Um, I mean, it's still an FLD. Right. So, I mean, you, you're, losing, you're losing a mile per gallon just in the, just in the, in the, in the design of the cab. So, I would, I, I, you know, if you could sell it or, you know, and pass it on and get something else, you're going to spend a lot of money, you know. And, I, I, again, you got to get, you just got to do the math. And, and see if it's worth it. I, I don't know. It, it's it's tough. Uh, right, another, now, here's another thing. You, you mentioned something here. I would verify that that 390 is what's in it. Well, it probably is because the RPMs yeah. wouldn't lie about that. So it's All those trucks so. back in those days. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right, Luke, grab a helmet. All right, you're going to need it. Hide behind your desk because this, this one's coming at you quick. Well, I've never heard this one before. You know, I wish somebody would come out with something original about this. I wish they'd just, My, I wish they'd just say, I don't like the way they smell. Mike you says that you, they're about to eat you alive, brother. Okay, now I gotta take I gotta take a drink of Willet. I'm gonna read this one for the audience. Um, I know you guys are advocates for super singles, but I was talking to a mechanic. 
That's right. Oh, there's a there's a problem right there. And you know, the only said, thing the only thing worse than a dumbass truck driver is a dumbass mechanic. Yeah. You know? Uh but I was talking to a mechanic and he said he wouldn't recommend them because if you get a flat, it will put you out of Yeah, well, he's me. That's a really smart guy. I bet he's got a certificate on the wall. I uh, bet you he's even got his name right here and where <laughs> so he works. That's how smart he is because he can't figure out how to get to work without looking down at his shirt. You know? Listen, be- guys, if you have a flat with a duel, you're out of service. Period. Okay? If the DOT man, the, the road pirate with the badge and the gun, catches you, limping it in you're out of service okay well let me let me let's i'm the numbers guy right can i do my thing get him get him numbers okay all right so here's what you do uh luke okay you get the bsc 9000 out all right because this is all this is all verifiable all right you look at the you look at the at the at the fuel cost on the tires that you've got right now whatever they are you look at the fuel costs on the tires that, that of the super singles, and I know what those are, okay? Yep. And those super singles are going to last you about three, three and a half years, okay? You look at the fuel savings between those two tires, and I'll tell you right now, it's going to be about $22,000, okay? Assuming you took them off right now and threw them away. Assuming you got no credit for what's on there. You just threw them away, put them on there, and in three years, it's about twenty-two grand. Now, we've had them since 2009, Probably had three or four blowouts, maybe not even that, of all of our trucks since 2009. So this blowout thing happens once in a great while. Do you think for a $22,000 savings to your bottom line that if the damn thing blows out, you can afford to call a wrecker, or, or not even a wrecker, but a road service to change the tire and even the wheel on the side of the road? See that that that's what that's what happens when you talk to dumb ass people. All they can come up with is yeah, but that thing you can't limp in. Forget about all the real matter. The the thing the the stuff that really matters is how much does it cost you to run that tire. Okay? So if you if you really, really want to look at and see this is what happens when you come to us and you ask us our opinion and you want us to work with you and help you with your fleet. We're going to tell you things that make sense with a calculator, not what makes sense to everybody that you talk to out there. So if you're going to work with us, you got to quit talking to mechanics, okay? Because they're fucking Luke, morons, all right? You know, so... Now, uh, Luke, here, here's, <clears throat> here's the big thing. We talk. Here's the one thing we don't talk about when it comes to blowouts. What causes blowouts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's never the driver's fault, is it? <clears throat> What causes blowouts is underinflation. Underinflation, yeah. Well, for right here, for four hundred and fifty-three dollars, yeah, from Techno RV, yeah. you can buy a tire pressure monitoring system. Now, the drivers actually got to turn it on and look at yeah, it. You got to mount it on the dash and turn it on, and you got to look at it because it'll flash at you and let you know that that tire's low. So you don't have to have a blowout, okay? You don't, you don't have to have a blowout. Yeah. Blowouts are caused by underinflation, not construction. It's it, not caused by recaps. It's not co- it's caused by underinflation. Underinflation heats tires up and they explode. Underinflation well, is caused by lazy drivers and ignorant mechanics. Okay? So <clears> for <throat> 450 bucks, you can put a tire pressure monitoring system on your truck. And you can set the threshold 
And when it gets low, it goes beep, 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 beep. Hey, dummy, you got a tire low. You've run over a nail or something. Um, and you can monitor your jet. You can also do this with duels by putting a crossfire on, which connects the two tires together and gives you one air point and, and, and puts them together. But I listen, I despise duels. 25-year driver, I despise dual tires with every fiber of my being. Cody asked, do you have a recommendation for the steer tires and super sinkers? Michelin, low rolling resistance, uh, X, what do they call it? Now? Not just X. any Michelin. Not just any right. Michelin. But there are certain ones. We, the steer is the, the something Z now. I, they change the model numbers every year, but something Z. It's the X-Line Energy. X-Line Energy, yeah. And, and then the, the uh, drives are X-Line Energy D+, plus, I think, are the ones right now. D2+, plus or something right, like something, that. But, yeah. um, Don't get the grip. Nope. The grip tire in Michelin, X-Line Energy grip, is not as good as the closed shoulder X-Line Energy 445-50-22.5. That's what you're after. Right now, I mean, even through LCAP, we're paying 1200 bucks or something. I mean, they're, yeah. they're pricey right now. Uh, but they will, the money that they save you, in fuel, listen. I listened to Kevin Rutherford years ago, and somebody he took a call from somebody, and and he he was a guy was asking about tires, and Kevin said uh, the guy had just bought a brand new setup, Chinese tires, whatever. Kevin said, I want you to pull over right now, wherever you're at, just pull over, and have them bring you a set of good tires and throw those in the ditch. And I'm like, damn, that's harsh. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, but good tires will save you thousands of dollars. I hope Randy Metter still listening to this podcast because he'd <laughs> love to buy cheap tires. Um, they will save you thousands of dollars. Thousands. Uh, Ch Chardwick 9, first time on this channel. Question, I drive for Maverick, and I plan on buying a truck soon. What are the best specs for flatbed? Same as van. Um, if, you're, if you're going to do 100% full-time platform and you're never going to have a van a midriff is okay midriff's not a big deal versus but if you ever ever want to pull a van don't get a midriff um, <clears throat> um but you know you want the it's all about your engine okay we we prefer detroit okay series 60 the series 60 detroit makes its best fuel and power at 1,350 RPMs. That's why we choose the transmission and the rear ends that we do, because of the engine, all right? Well, if your truck's got a Cummins, you need to know what that sweet spot is. If your truck's got a Cat, you need to know what that sweet spot is, and then you choose the gears for that. That it, it, it's, it's not a blanket answer of you must have 358s and you must have – no. It's all about where does your engine make the power – the efficient power, and then gear your truck for that engine. Well, and you right? also have I don't to decide. Know the numbers. You have to decide what speed you're going to drive. Okay. Right. So that's the first decision you have to make. Are you going to drive seventy, or are you going to drive fifty-five, or fifty-eight, or sixty? That's the first decision you have to make. Then after that, then we're going after what the RPMs need to be. Uh, if you're driving for Maverick now, I don't know if you're. Are you going to be buying? Is this your first truck you're going to buy? Is this you know? Um, again, you need to listen to all, if you're brand new to the channel, go back and listen to 49, start there. Uh, we're not, we're not advocates for new trucks. If it's your new truck, if your first truck, you know, buy an 07 yeah. or older, 
And uh, if you're thinking about leasing a truck, you're going to get that same ass chewing that Luke just just did. So yeah, uh, you, you got a lot of homework you know, to do. We're, now we're not Michael, do it here. <clears throat> so Michael was the one that said, you know, was thinking about being a truck driver and having sexy time. Michael, I inherited a '99 Volvo with a Detroit and 13 speed. Should I sell to buy a Century? No. And W Rock says yes. She'd sell it to me about something else. <laughs> um, yeah. A '99 Volvo with a Detroit and 13 speed is a fuel mileage monster. Mm-hmm. We have a 2000 Volvo with a Detroit and a 13 speed, and that's a nine mile per gallon truck, depending on the idiot behind the wheel. Okay, because it can be a six mile per gallon truck. Or it can be a nine mile per gallon truck. But I've it's got like nine a, in it. Rich it's like a it's like it. a zero turn radius lawnmower too. Oh yeah. So yeah. you can get in a dock that nobody else can get into. But here's the thing though. <clears throat> okay. Just keep this in mind with Volvo. Yeah. And it's my only knock against Volvo. Yep. <clears throat> buying parts for a Freightliner Century Columbia versus buying parts for a um a Volvo. I want a Freightliner. Right, Volvo parts are expensive, stupid expensive, and, and hard, hard to find. To find. Yep. For example, we needed a fan clutch. All right. Now you got to remember, a Detroit is not the Detroit block is the Detroit block. Okay. Well, a Volvo has a completely different front cover on the engine than does a Freightliner. All right, which means it has a completely different fan clutch. When I went to order a fan clutch for our 2000 Volvo, there was one. One, in the United States. I found it in Florida and had to have it shipped in. One, out of the entire United States, and I think this was before Operation Endurance Clusterfuck even started, uh, you know, the the 99, 2000, what was it, uh, 9902? Whatever 99, year. 9901. 9901 <clears throat> was yeah. the years you could get a Detroit. They're a fuel mileage monster. Now, I see he's saying his is a mid-roof. Um, well, which probably with a Volvo wouldn't be terrible. Probably but, could get a fairing for it, you know. Yeah, find a fairing for it. Have a um, junkyard, but just based off of my experience, having had a Volvo, we have one. I've driven it. I let, it rides like a dream. Turns like a zero turn mower. Gets fantastic fuel mileage. But boy, finding parts for it is a challenge. I bought ours sight unseen in Florida. Yep. Yep. So. I mean, again, you give me <laughs> for free a Volvo, a 99 Volvo, hell yeah, yeah I'm going to pull no, it. No, hang on to it. Well, like you said, if, if what you're saying doesn't buy it, we might yeah. buy it. So. Listen, oh, oh, W Rock, <clears throat> y'all, y'all change information. He'll, 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 he'll buy it off you right now. Um, uh, they're great trucks, but just, just you know, the parts network is just, it's just their Volvo. We're spoiled by Detroit because the parts are cheap and you can get them anywhere. Yeah. You know, and all the rest of it's not just Volvo. Listen, we, we ran a couple of KWs for other drivers and they're not they're a parts nightmare too. Oh. You know, that we just spoiled by Detroit. You know, it's just yeah. uh they're just easy to find, cheap to work on, and um parts are pretty plentiful, you know, especially for the older ones. You know, Let me so. tell you something else about a freight line. See this right here? You got one of these, you can pretty much fix anything on a on a Colombian century. You got a T25 Torx bit, you can take the whole truck apart, you know. Um, they're so much easier to work on than even the Volvo. I had I had some weird, I can't, I'm trying to think of what it was, uh, some weird electrical issue with the lights. 
I might have been marker lights or something. And I hunted around on that son of a bitch for like three hours. I ended up finding it, but it was just such a more difficult. Had it been a Freightliner, I'd have probably fixed it in 20 minutes. But I chased that damn thing for three hours and finally found it and fixed it. Um, but the Freightliners, man, they're just, yes, they're cheap and shaky and loud and they rattle and they're, they're, they're cold in the winter and hot in the summer. But y'all, we're here to make money. Get you a cheap truck that you can make $150,000 a year for four or five years and then go buy you the big house. Go buy you whatever you want to do and pay cash for it. But we're talking about first-time owner-operators owning the first truck. The reason that we we choose Landstar, the reason we're at Landstar is because Landstar provides us an environment that has a lot lower risk. And if you are not measuring, if you've got your own authority and you're spouting off about it and you're not, me- you're not putting a number on risk, shut your mouth when you're talking to me, Okay. You, you, if you're not even going to try to understand how the Landstar system works and you're not even going to acknowledge the elephant in the room that is risk, shut up. Just shut your mouth because <laughs> you, you just, just, you're just bleh. And Another thing we didn't talk about, though, is if you're a fleet, every time you hire a driver, you have to go through underwriting on your, on your, on your yep. insurance, you know? Listen, we, we've, we've never, ever, our, our, our premium has never changed at Landstar, and we've had four trucks totaled. That would put most people with authority out of business because they wouldn't be able to get insurance. Yep. So put a price on that, okay? Put a price on that. When you're hiring other drivers and they get tickets, okay, um, you're going to end up paying a lot for that in your insurance premium. So there's again, if you'll if you'll do the comparisons and compare apples to apples, you won't come back with, with this with Landstar sucks because they take all your money. You know, it's it's just it's just not true. It's not factual. It's the and the 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 flaw there is your assumption is that you don't pay anything to anybody else, and that's just right. not true. So and here's the other thing: I, I want the guys like Luke and Michael and Chardwick, you know. Cody, here's the thing I want you to understand, okay? Every number that we have presented has been done with general freight in a drive-in, okay? Yep. If you guys can grasp the concept that there is freight at Landstar, and we'll just talk about Landstar, okay? There is freight here that these these barking <laughs> chihuahuas could never even dream of accessing because of their attitude, because of their unwillingness to communicate, because of their unwillingness to build relationships, their unwillingness to network. They'll never, ever make it out of general freight, okay? Go back and watch the episode with Phil, okay? Phil has shown me some freight bills, okay? Got, y'all, they pull some shit y'all never even dreamed about. But most people can't make it out of the general freight without failure. Ninety-five percent of first-time owner-operators fail in the first two years. They can't even get out of that stuff to get to the big money, you know. And we've got friends that you'll see occasionally in our comment section um, that have that are those old-school land been around Landstar have got those. You want to talk about? Let me call you before I post this. You know, they don't look at the Landstar board. You know, 
They're just they're just waiting for the phone to ring. Somebody come up. Yeah, it's twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, I can do it in three days. But you gotta you you gotta get from elementary school to middle school to high school. You know, you gotta go through the process and you've got to survive. And that's what we t- Larry loves to talk about how we teach blocking and tackling. These are the basics. Once you master the basics, there is a world behind the door at Landstar a bunch of y'all have never even dreamed about. And you won't bitch about 35%. Give me a break. <laughs> well, that part ought to be available to anybody right now. We shouldn't have to <laughs> wait to then. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but again, you know, here's the crazy thing, okay? We have, we've gotten to where we are, okay? The numbers are climbing on viewership and subscriptions and all this crap. And, and it's the perfect storm because we're going, everybody, y'all can say whatever you want to say, Okay. But we're about to live stream us walking through a forest that is on fire, you know, and we're going to live stream every week. We're going to talk about it every single week, and then we're going to get on the other side, and everybody else is burned to a crisp, and we don't even smell like smoke because we're going to come out on the other side of this because we have a low cost of operation. We have low overhead. We have great relationships, and we treat people like they want to be treated. So we're still going to be here, right? Proof of concept is going to be in your face every Sunday night at 2100 Eastern Time. Uh, the episode with Phil, <coughs> I'm not sure of the number. Just go to the YouTube channel and scroll down through there. It's it's in there. It's in the 120s, I think. Um, oh, there he is. I knew Clarence was out there somewhere. Uh I've seen some Clarence freight bills, too. Lord have mercy. He got too much money. If I had Clarence's money, I'd burn mine. <laughs> we opened the door two years ago hauling stuff I'd never be, I never dreamed of being able to do. Uh, y'all see one of them great big trucks with the sleeper? It's like 10 or 12 foot long going down the road. That's, that's Clarence, okay? But Clarence understands who the customer is, right? Yeah. And it's not himself. Clarence is not the customer. Okay. Um, you know, uh, there was a time uh, a couple years ago when I first got with Larry, and I was like, like, because everything was so crazy in 2018. I, man, we were taking wheelbus full of money uh, to the bank. And I was like, whoa, what's going to happen? You know, what if it drops? Well, guess what? It dropped. I mean, my God, we got the 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 most prolific terrorist attack in the history of humankind in 2020 and we still made money we still kept right on going you know so i'm not worried at all i have no ab- absolutely no reservation whatsoever of continuing to operate in the trucking industry because i know that there will be a bunch of people go broke and i don't wish that on them i don't i don't relish their um their pain you know, I wish they didn't have to go through it, but I've had to teach my kids. When you do dumb stuff, it hurts. Well, and we, we tried. We, we, we advertised for weeks about our live event, you know, how to survive in 2022, you know. And um, so it's not like you didn't have a chance to, to hear it. And, and not only that, we talk about it every Sunday night, and it's recorded, and it's there on YouTube. But, you know, the guys that, that are hurting, they're not going to listen to this because uh, they don't want to listen to it, all right? They, first of all, they don't want to admit that it's wrong. 
Same way they don't want to take advice from another man, certainly another truck driver. And so they they just keep doing what they're doing. And then they'll come up with some camouflage for while they're getting out. See them every day. Uh, my trucks will say, I've decided I'm going to do something different. No, that's not what you're saying. You're, you're, you're failing. You can't keep your truck because you can't make enough money to make it make sense. Well, just be honest about it, okay? You're not, you're not doing something different. You're not, you, that's, you can't do this anymore. And, and then so they'll go get a job, okay? And then as soon as this turns around, they'll go back and do the exact same thing. They'll go do a lease purchase. They'll go lease a truck, come back to Landstar, and do it all over the same way. We talk to guys all the time that want to come here. And they brag about how many lease purchases they've gone through. None of them have completed any of them. Oh, yeah, I've done four lease purchases. <laughs> and it's like it's a badge of honor. Really? So you were stupid four times, right? <laughs> and you want us to hire you to come here. Um, so. I just now figured out that W. Rock. Yeah, right. I know who that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It took me a minute. He's changed his uh, idea. I didn't well, he's not. This. Since I'm in Facebook jail, he couldn't comment normally. Oh, so. I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, and here's a great comment, uh, Jackknife TV. And there's a lot of it out there right now. Ever since the gold rush, a lot of hustlers have been taking advantage of low business-minded individuals. Yeah, yeah, there's there's certainly some of that. Um, uh, but at the same time, I told Zeke who we were talking the other day, and I said, you know, when rates were five fifty a mile, I never offered anybody a refund, you know, with our whatever it was, dollar thirty five cost. Um, I never felt bad about it. I never felt guilty. I never thought, well, you know what? I mean, our cost is so low. I should I should give them a refund. Hell no. I we cashed every one of those checks, you know. Um, yes, we did. But that's what you do in business, you know. Um, I I'm, I've got to talk to my friend John, the general contractor, maybe. Uh, if Larry's not available one week, I'll get John in here because, you know, we talked about how he's a <laughs> he's a contractor and builds these magnificent houses. And he said, look, I, I can't sell a house for $250 a square foot in a $175 market. It doesn't matter what I think, you know. But I was telling him a little bit about some of our challenges with that mindset. And I said, you know, imagine a customer comes to you to build a house and and you go to them and say, well, you know, the market's 175 right now, but we charge 250 because my employees and subcontractors demand that. Well, the customer's going to tell you to piss off and pound sand and go find somebody else, yeah. you know. Um, but when it, you just, oh, blood brokers, all oh, the brokers, it's the brokers. Fall. Shut up, you moron. Brokers are here, okay? Uh, do I want a completely decentralized market with no brokers? Yes, and it's coming. But the average broker com comp uh, commission is 15%, okay? So this, this idea that you have in your pea brain, um, in, in, your, in your propaganda-riddled brain, that when the rates come down, the shipper's still writing the same check? Are you serious? That the shipper's not involved in the transactions and you better get me of the lowest rates you can get. Okay, well, this is the lowest rate I can get, and it's $5 a mile. And the shipper says, okay, but if you can get $450, you better get $450. And the rates come down based on market forces, supply and demand, available loads versus available trucks. This is a simple computation that most government school graduates can't comprehend. 
but you if if we, if the words but these brokers or these agents come out of your mouth you are an idiot because you don't understand how economics works <clears throat> uh, I don't mean brokers I mean fleet owners owner operators there's still guys paying 15 to 20% dispatch services that's securing the same shitty rates, let alone the fly. Well, I mean, but yeah, I, but you're going to have that in any up market. I mean, uh, everybody, th that's what happens in trucking. When, when the money goes up, because it's so easy to make money in trucking, when the, when the market shoots up, everybody and their damn brother, you know, oh, God, I need to be a broker. I need to buy a truck. And then they go out and buy trucks, and then, you know, what are these damn tr new trucks selling? $260,000? I, <clears throat> I, okay. But do, I'm just saying if, if you, if, if, please don't, please don't try to justify your dumb decisions. That, that's my big thing. Like, if you pay $260,000 for a truck, you, you have brain damage. Okay? I, I mean, even if you've got cash. Even if you had cash and you pay two hundred sixty-five thousand dollars for a truck, you got brain damage. You know, um, I absolutely. Had, I mean, if, if, if we can pull up by, by not beside you at the same customer and get the same rate that you're getting in a fifteen thousand dollars truck that you paid two hundred sixty thousand dollars for, who's the idiot? Okay, right. who's the idiot? I had a <clears> friend <throat> of mine who told me this story, and I'm gonna kind of be delicate with the details, but. He was telling me that this guy was all into being a, a sovereign citizen. One of these, you know, I don't pay taxes and I don't have to do this and that and the other. And what we ended up getting to in the story was this guy was interested in being a sovereign citizen because he didn't want to pay taxes. Well, come to find out. The reason he didn't want to pay taxes because he couldn't, he didn't have the money. And so he had this older truck, big long hood truck, and, and it had an A-cert cat, okay? Well, everybody and their brother that's got an A-cert cat has taken the twin turbos and the exhaust manifold off and converted it to a C-15, you know, converted it to a single turbo. Yes, it's illegal. Yes, they don't care, and they do it anyway, okay? But that's the way you get, you know, the cat to run the way you want it to run. Well, this guy had gone a step further, and he had converted to another model of cat motor that was an industrial application well that industrial application had thinner liners all right so he spends all this money to get rid of the cert to convert beyond the c15 c16 and something else well it's got thinner liners well the liners crack and the head black gasket blows and you know all this stuff well now well gosh i need to be a sovereign citizen so i don't have to pay taxes and i'm like or you could have just made that A-cert run because there's lots of people running up down the road right now with twin-turbo A-certs, still home freight, and they haven't spent like $80,000 on engine rebuilds that were unnecessary. I can't fault you for dumping it from a twin-turbo to a single-turbo. Okay, fine. Is what it is. But when you make the decision to go that much further into tens of thousands of dollars that was absolutely unnecessary, but, oh, now I need to not pay taxes. Uh, look, it, I learned, the hardest lesson that I learned in my adult life was to walk back when I encountered a problem, 
walk back four or five steps and find the decision, maybe from a couple of years ago that got me right here. Um, if, if we'll just stop pretending like this problem dropped out of the sky today and that we didn't have three or four steps back that, that, that sent us down this road, and there he is, Lee Byer. My bone stock compound turbo A-cert runs just fine. Stop trying to justify your bad decisions. The minute you will stop and say, you know what, I made a really dumb decision and it cost me money. Dave Ramsey calls it stupid tax. If you'll just get there, okay, now I've made that dumb decision, and yes, it cost me a bunch of money, but how about we just stop making dumb decisions based on feelings and emotion or God help you what my truck looks like. The customer couldn't give a shit what your truck looks like. They don't care. That you could have a $50,000 custom paint job, and I'm going to back up to the same dock and haul the same freight in my ugly-ass $10,000 freight liner. They don't care. Stop pretending like they do. And release. <laughs> and we're going to pass the offering plate now, folks, okay? <laughs> the doxology is getting ready to be played. <sighs> well, we've gone two hours, and I think we've, uh, we've covered everything. Uh, hopefully we've offended all of those that can be offended. Um, Let's remind people about our, our sponsor. And also we need a, a little programming note. Next weekend is Christmas. We're going to give you guys a break. We're going to take a break. There will not be an episode next week. However, the following weekend, we're going to be together in West Virginia. So we are going to run on, did we say Friday night, Chris? Sunday night. I can't remember. Let me look at our calendar. I guess Sunday night the first. Uh, Sunday night the first. Yeah, we're, so we won't be next week. We're going to take a break. We will be back Sunday night, New Year's Day. Uh, so, uh, everybody have a, a, a great, safe holiday. Hopefully you'll get, be able to get to be home with your family, friends, um, take a little time off, uh, end of the year. There's a lot of things you need to be thinking about wrapping up this year. You guys that are not LLCs and you made more than $65,000 this year in profit. You need to be making an S corp, uh, uh, election and becoming an LLC Texas Nest Corp, and you need to do that between now and like March of next year. Mm -hmm. So get a get a jump on that because you need if you're paying, if you're making more than sixty five thousand dollars in net profit, and you're not an LLC Texas Nest Corp, you're paying way too much tax to the Uncle Sam. We can cut your tax bill by you not doing that. If you don't understand all that, um, maybe we should do something about that on on January. Maybe I should do a a little tax little LLC thing. So. Yeah. Uh, it's probably we probably got a an a episode about it. Look back at it. I'm sure we do, but if not, just uh, just look into becoming an LLC, taxes and S corp. If you if you made more than sixty five thousand dollars in net profit, you can save yourself about seven and a half percent of revenue uh, on your tax bill by doing it that way. So we we'll talk. I'll talk about that next time. Um, I'm looking back through our. Um, we did do. An episode on. It may uh, have been the one I did with with uh, Steve Wheeler too. Yeah, that with one was audio only. I was looking to see if we had done one post like episode fifty five. Um, I mean, look, like I say, we've got, you know, um, well, I can tell you this: we're going to do it on New Year's Day. 
So yeah, I will. We'll, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it then. Um, you Luke know, says, Luke says he'd skip family dinner to listen to you. Luke, your daddy's a preacher. Okay, <laughs> that, that, he'll beat you with a Bible. Um, um, you, yeah, you got. You, uh, listen, I hope everybody had a great year. It's, it's been a tough year, but listen, we made money. You, you can. This, this, this market is 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 conquerable. Okay. Just get your costs down. Pay attention to what things cost. Quit paying for stuff that you don't need. And just trim the fat, you know, <coughs> and just be lean. And stay that way. So next year, third and fourth quarter, when things turn around, become highly profitable. Don't go back to your old ways, okay? Stay lean. And pay attention to what you're paying for things, okay? Fuel is on sale if you'll look for it. And yep. um, if that doesn't make any sense to you, we'll talk about that sometime too. But Anyway, um, you know, get your get your uh, books in order. Uh, you guys need to the uh, your, your corporation guys is due March fifteenth, uh, and then of course individuals are due uh, April fifteenth. So you got take the time off to get all your stuff together, and you know, let's get it to your tax accountant. And uh, if you need help with that, uh, reach out to me if you want to. I've got a few openings there I can work with. Um, but uh, anyway. You guys have a great year. We'll see you next year on January the 1st. And um, we'll continue on fighting this battle and, and dealing with the negativity, okay? so All right. We'll see you all next time. Good night, everybody. Merry Christmas.